0: I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. I saw this post on LinkedIn and it basically was saying that the hiring process, the interview process needs to be short again. That it's gotten way too long, it's out of hand. And this person was saying that why is every company hiring ASAP, but then they have to interview with, like four people and every everyone but their their mom and give like a DNA sample. And they were, they were kind of hyperbolizing, if that's a word, this interview process just to say that it's gotten out of hand. And so as I was reading through the comments, I was seeing so many examples of what not to do based on people's experience. So I just wanted to summarize all of those up and round them up into what I think is the perfect interview process, or maybe the opposite of that, the worst possible interview process that you should really avoid for your company. So before I get into this, I want to say that the interview process in a business depends a lot on the seniority of the role and the stage of your business. So first, if your business is brand new and you've never hired anyone before, then your first couple hires may be a exploratory process for you. If you've never interviewed people before, you've never hired people before, then you might just be trying to figure out what you need. And sometimes interviewing people is a way to identify what you need and what you don't need at that early stage. And that's okay as long as you're up front with the candidates and you're casual and you're communicating and you're keeping them posted. If you've been doing this for a while, maybe your company's bigger and you're hiring leaders to your team a leadership interview process can take three months, six months, 12 months. Sometimes if you're trying to find a C-level executive, maybe you're working with a recruiter, maybe you have an in-house recruiter. These processes can take a long time. And so when you see feedback that says, I'm sick of interviewing, I'm applying everywhere, I'm getting all these interviews, it's wasting my time, they're unpaid, I'm not getting offers, that can be draining for the candidate. But on the flip side, I think we need to consider that businesses are making a big investment and the people that they bring to their team. And sometimes it takes multiple interactions. And sometimes that can happen over a series of months before you find the perfect person for this role. So what we're really after is creating this interview process that's kind of like in the middle. That's the Goldilocks of interview processes. And so here's just a a few tips. First, you don't want to waste people's time. That is the clear feedback that I was seeing across this whole thread, thousands of likes and everything in this thread. And most people were complaining that this is wasting my time. And so the reason that you're wasting people's time is if you're carrying them from one step in the process to the next, when you know very well that they're not one of the top candidates and you're not going to hire them. And so my tip is that as soon as you know that this person is not a fit, if they are not perfect for the role if they don't have the experience if you feel like something's off just tell them stop wasting their time don't book that next interview in our process the every interview in the process is like the next stage the next round and so if people are moving on to that next stage it means that they passed with flying colors they did great we're excited to work with them and we want to carry them through to the next stage so if someone hits a stage in an interview in your process and doesn't get an enthusiastic th- thumbs up and you don't feel like this is the right person, just let them know. It's not a fit. Don't waste any more of their time. The next thing I saw is that so many people were being involved in the interview process. People felt like it was these huge committee meetings that I've got tons of people in the room. Only involve the people that are directly influencing the hiring decision. And so what I mean by that is if they're not on the people ops team, if they're not going to report to this person, if they're not going to work with this person and collaborate with them on a regular basis, they probably shouldn't even be involved in the hiring process. But if they are one of those three types of roles, they're going to report to this person, they're going to manage the person or be a teammate of this person, or they're part of your ops team that onboards and trains and and uh, and and gets everyone up and running on your systems. Like if they're outside of that circle... They probably shouldn't be in the room. Only involve the people that are directly influencing, that have the ability to thumbs up or thumbs down a candidate because you want them to get to meet their future coworkers, but you don't want them to just feel like they're being grilled by all these strangers in the business. Next thing, a lot of people felt in this thread like they went through this whole process. They gave so much of their time only to find out that the compensation was wrong at the end of the process. So that's completely backwards. When you're first starting to talk to a candidate on that first call, you should explain, here's the range of compensation that we're planning to pay for this position. Here's the level of experience that we're looking for. And when I say range, it's because oftentimes there is a range that you're willing to pay based on a range of experience. Like if you know you need to bring someone into the team, That's like a senior level individual contributor, but maybe they've been a manager before and you can get them back on that manager track in the next six months or 12 months. Or maybe you're bringing someone in that's going to manage people, but you've got a sliding scale between a manager and a director. There can always be a range for what you're expecting for a position. And you don't know when you first start talking to the candidate where their experience will land them on that range but you should have the range specified and you should be able to tell people right up front in your first call here's the role here's our expectations here's what it looks like day to day here's the compensation range that we're expecting to pay because then right away at the beginning your candidate can say oh That's not a fit for me. I'm going to opt out. I'm not going to waste any more of my time. The worst thing is if you drag someone all the way through your process only to extend them an offer that doesn't meet their basic salary requirements, then you've messed up. Do that at the beginning. You got to remember that this whole process is built for both the company and the candidate to agree on a mutual fit. So both people, the company and the candidate have to decide this sounds right for me. This is the right person or this is the right company for the next stage of my career. It can't be one-sided. The candidate is empowered at any point in the interview process to pull the plug and say, I don't want to work here. This isn't going well. I didn't like that meeting. I didn't like the person I'd be reporting to. The candidate should be empowered at any time to pull the plug. Also, a lot of times, the people in this this uh, thread were saying, you know, there should just be one interview or two interviews. From a company standpoint, if it was a one and done, if it was a one interview and make a job offer, you are totally gambling. You want to give the candidate the opportunity to get your get to know your business over a few stages, and I believe that three or four interviews is probably the sweet spot for how much time you should spend with a candidate for your average position. And then for, you know, more senior roles, there may be six, seven interviews. It may take months and that's okay. I think the perfect process is probably between two and three, maybe four weeks, because that gives you enough time to have those couple of interviews, maybe do some sample project if you need to and compensate someone for a project. But it lets you get everyone, all the decision makers together, make a good decision And consider one candidate among a pool or a cohort of other candidates that you're talking to. And that's the best way to to make a decision to find the right person. So some of the things you've got to avoid that I saw in this thread. One, don't make people repeat the same answer to the same question to different people over and over and over again. So coordinate your interviews What is the purpose of each interview and what questions will each different person on your team be asking so that they don't have to show up and have the candidate repeat the same answers over and over again? That goes toward wasting time. You also don't want to have to have people tell their entire life story, their backstory to every single person that they interview with. That takes a lot of time. One of the things that we do is we have them shoot a simple video that just introduces themselves, like a five minute introductory video that shares their background. And we share that video with everyone that will be interviewing the person so that they don't have to repeat that question. They can just jump right to, Oh, I heard you did this, or I saw you did this. And and here's my specific questions. Another no, no, hundred percent. No in the process is ghosting people. I saw that come up a bunch of times. So if a candidate feels like they're being ignored, they're not kept up to date, they don't know what your timeline is, they don't know when you're making a decision, then they feel like they don't matter. This is kind of like if you went on a date and then didn't call or text the person for weeks or something. They're like, oh, clearly they're not into me. Well, that's how your candidates feeling. So I understand from a business standpoint That there's a little bit of this dance that you have to do when interviewing multiple candidates. You're coordinating interviews. You're trying to make sure everyone gets through the same stage so you can make the decision on who to move forward. But you cannot ghost people. You cannot not give an update. So what you have to do is tell people through the process, here's when we're going to start the next round. Here's when I'm going to get back to you about getting past this round. You'll hear from me by Thursday at the latest. Um, I'm updating you next Monday after the weekend. Tell your people these things because otherwise you just leave them open to guessing. Then be sure to coordinate your schedules, your calendars, because if there's people involved in this process that all of a sudden go on PTO and now your candidates are waiting another week or two, that just ruins the process for everyone. So if you're hiring a role, make sure everyone that needs to be there to make the decision is going to be around and then last little tip here give feedback at each stage through the interview process tell people how it went say i heard from the manager that they really liked you they thought your experience and this was perfect they're excited to move you to the next stage or this is one area that we want to dig into a little bit further that came up in the uh in the interview if you want to give us any extra information Uh, Through email, that's fine. Otherwise, we can talk on Tuesday when we're next scheduled. You know, give people feedback on how it's going. So the interview process is a total dance. It's a opportunity for a candidate and a company to get to know each other. And I don't believe you can get to know each other adequately in a 30-minute sit down or a 60-minute sit down. I think it takes a few rounds and a few different perspectives to really understand both from the company and the candidate's point of view, if this is a fit, if this is a place where I can be successful, if this is something that's appropriate for this next step, next stage in my career. And so if you can use some of these tips to refine your interview process, hopefully you can avoid being called out on that thread, that LinkedIn thread that I read before. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you wanna connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.